G'day everyone, Big Ozzy Pethy here and welcome back to the podcast. Today is episode 16 and I've actually um, had a look at my list of what I want to be covering in the future podcasts and I've shuffled things around a little bit. Today was going to be about first aid at home and then I was going to have a break and do something else and then do first aid in the car or while traveling. But instead, today is actually going to be about my new injury because it's also why this podcast is a little bit late. So the other day I was at the skate park with one of my kids and I thought I'm going to help with some confidence here and show them they can go down this ramp on their three-wheeled kids scooter when I am turning 40 years old this year. So a series of bad decisions led me to go down the ramp. Uh, I made it down the ramp technically but did not stick the landing as the kids would say. So I fell off the scooter and I'm not entirely sure how I fell but I'm pretty sure that I ended up on my right side because I landed on my left leg, which kind of curved behind me. And, well, I'm going to the doctors today. So there'll be an update in the next podcast, hopefully. But they might have to do some scans to see. I can put all my weight on it, uh, but my knee and my calf and my ankle are quite sore. So, yeah, the moral of today's story is don't be an idiot. Think about your actions. And also, it highlights to me the fact that one relatively small injury has sort of taken me out of the game. I was supposed to be mowing the lawn. I won't be doing that at the moment. Uh, I can't walk my dogs the way that I like to walk the dogs. And I have to sort of hobble around the house like a lame ding-dong. So the, the theme for today's podcast is personal injury and what it can do to you. And this could be something that you've done yourself. It could have been something that's happened to you. It could be a pre-existing injury and how that's affected your life. The next two podcasts, as I mentioned, are going to be about first aid at home and first aid in the car or when traveling. So that could also be on your person. So first aid at home and first aid not at home, I guess you could say. And my wife is a nurse. So when I came home and told her what I had done, she just basically called me an idiot, which is fair call. (laughs) Oh dear, kids laughing in the background there. Fair enough. You know, you got to wear that one. That was a stupid thing to do. And now I am paying the consequences. Definitely, when one is younger, then one will often take bigger risks, and we are more flexible, and we bounce back easier when we're younger. But as we're getting older, and I'm getting bigger, not, not vertically, but horizontally, then we need to take these things into consideration that we're not as flexible, and we don't bounce back as easily from injury. And perhaps if I was in better shape, then that wouldn't have happened. And perhaps if I knew how to ride a scooter properly, that wouldn't have happened either. But these things did not happen, and I injured myself. So as I mentioned... Having injured myself now, I've taken myself out of the game, so to speak. I can still do many things, but if this was a grid down, SHTF kind of situation, then I would be definitely limiting myself to what I can do. I can't, I can't run at the moment, that's for sure. I can, I can hobble at a decent speed, but I can't run. I'm really glad it's my left leg. In Australia, we... I don't know if the controls are the same in American car. I know you're on the other side of the car, but uh, do you guys use your right foot for the accelerator and brake? We do over here anyway, so... I can still drive the car fine. That's pretty important. Had it been my right leg, I would have completely taken myself out of the game. I couldn't even drive. So I can still drive around. And I'm going to be driving myself to my doctor's appointment in a moment. Let's have a talk instead for a moment about first aid at home. As I mentioned, my wife is a nurse, so we have a pretty good supply of things at home because she knows how to use them. We have things in our first aid kit that you wouldn't find in an average person's first aid kit. They are, some of the names escape me. Some of the more advanced things that we have that you would need special training to use, for example, uh, the things that you put into a person's uh, mouth and airway to open it up if you needed to uh, bag them to 
be able to provide you know oxygen for breathing isn't the kind of thing you'd want to be using if you didn't have the training how to use it. We've also been slowly building our supplies from online stores for extra things. We've recently got an otoscope, I believe it's called. It's basically what the doctor uses to look inside your ear and inside your throat. And that just allows us to have more diagnostic tools. That one's actually also useful for looking at something really close because it has magnification and a light. And you can point it at an area. So if there's a splinter or something, you can get a really good close look at it. So that one's been quite useful. Of course, my wife has a stethoscope that's pretty stock standard affair for a nurse. And that's very good if the kids are having lung problems. Once again, though, if you don't have any training in what to listen for, then I don't know how much help that's going to be to you. We, of course, have all the standard things. We have lots of bandages and um, strapping tape is good, which I've been, has been useful. As well as a few of my favorite things, which are uh, saline, which is basically sterile water, and betadine. Uh, once, as we mentioned before, I think in my EDC one, having saline and betadine in your first aid kit is very important. You need saline to wash out a wound, and then you need betadine to provide an initial uh, treatment to kill any germs that might be there as well. We then have many different kinds of gauze, which is kind of just like soft padding, really. And there's many different types of that, so I'm sure I'm saying this wrong. Uh, but we also have a lot of... I can't think of the names of the other ones, but I'm going to find out before I do the video for this podcast. But basically, you put the once you clean the wound, put the betadine on it. You then put the gauze on top, and then you put the sticky thing on top of that. It's like a giant band-aid, but uh, the name's escaping my brain at the moment. We also have several first aid books that I like to look through occasionally because I don't have the medical training. I often ask my wife or look through the books and just try and refresh myself on how to do different things, what to do in certain kinds of emergencies. And it's also good to run through the scenarios in your head. Think about what are the most likely things to happen at home or when you're out and about. And it's usually um, bumps, grazes, cuts, burns, you know, bites from animals. So those are the kind of things that you want to be prepared for. Research how you would treat them and then find out what supplies you need for those. When you're traveling, you pretty much want a lot of the very much dissimilar things. You might want them in a slightly larger quantity because you are not going to have access to other things while you're out and about necessarily. So we've got a bag in our car that's full of the same kinds of things, but in larger quantities. A couple of other things I'm thinking would be useful to add would be some sort of well, it would be hard to have crutches in your car all the time, but you could have a, a collapsible walking stick. You can get some that fold down quite small. They're kind of uh, like the white cane model where they have wire on the inside or sort of like some of the tent poles where you can pull them apart and they, they collapse. So having a few walking sticks like that, that would have been handy for me to have in my, my, my uh, bag the other day, actually, when I injured my knee. I could have pulled that out and used that for a bit of extra support. Lots of water as well in your car is a good one to store. You've got to be careful if you're in an area where the water might freeze, but water either for drinking, uh, for washing out a wound, would be very handy to have in your car. In both the home and car kits, I do recommend headlamps. They are fantastic. You can have both hands free where you can shine light on the area. Most of the headlamps you can tilt, tilt down so you can be having it pointed at the area you're working on. We also highly recommend having a couple of good torches that can be used as lamps or, or lamps by themselves because they light up a, an area rather than just one specific spot so sometimes you want the headlamp to be pointing in a place where you're not looking and that's not going to really work is it well this podcast isn't supposed to be completely about the home and car first aid so i just want to do a bit of an introduction today and introduce myself as a silly person who's injured themselves 
I am going to be heading off to the doctors now. So the next podcast, we are talking about the home medical kits or home first aid. We will be going into that quite a bit more depth. So this one's just going to be a short one today. Thanks everyone for your patience in the delay in this episode. And I'm going to record the next few in a row so that we don't get behind and that I can get them coming out at a more regular clip. Thanks everyone for coming along. And remember until next time, can't be the gray man, be the big man. See you.